What's up, guys? Welcome to the Hash Time Show. We have a special guest, the baddest in the industry, okay? We have Trina with us. How you doing, Trina? I'm great. How are you? I am doing very good. You look beautiful. Thank thing. you. So do you. Thank you. So we're going to get right into it, guys. I mean, we're going to be as transparent as we're going to be. Hash Time is about going over mental health. It's about experiencing what's in the business, what's going on with money, what's going on in your personal life. It's everything in one, but... Honestly, hash time, you know how you say hashing it out. So hash okay. time, that's where I get that from. Okay. So we're going to hash it out, but the right way. Okay. No drama, no, you know, <laughs> oh, let me expose this. Let me do that. No. Okay. We're hashing it out. We're telling our truth the way we want to tell it. Nobody monitoring however we want to say it. That's what we're going to do. Okay. So Trina, just tell me a little bit about your upbringing. Um, I know that your mom is Bahamian, right? Yes. So... Did she keep any of your traditions in the household? Like, was there anything that she kept that you learned from her from the Bahamian lifestyle? Um, I My mom is Bahamian. She grew yeah. up in Bahamas. Uh -huh. My mom's mom is Bahamian. They all grew up in the Bahamas. I grew up in Miami, of course. I okay. spent a lot of my childhood life in Bahamas. Okay. I went there frequently, like almost every day, because it's like 30 minutes from Miami. Mm -hmm. um, and it was one of those things that, the Bahamian roots ran deeply through our household. Okay. My mom's aunts, all the people, her whole family from Bahamas that would come over, mm -hmm. you know, just like on holidays or weekends or just briefly. Yeah. They were very traditional, okay. very um, strict on just being mannerable, just being mm -hmm. respectable, okay. just having a certain amount of grace, a certain amount of quality. And, you know, just being a child, sometimes it could be annoying, but when yeah. you get older, you kind of understand it. Right. So I took a lot from that, just okay. growing up in that kind of household, learning, you know. Okay. Now tell me, what was one of your favorite dishes, your favorite Bahamian dishes? <laughs> My favorite Bahamian dish is breakfast. is boiled fish and grits oh, okay. with a side of Johnny cake. Okay. I, I, I can have that every morning. And realistically, I've, I've learned how to make everything that's a Bahamian dish for my mom except boiled fish. So okay. I had to learn it myself. But when I do, I incorporate everything that I learned from her, that I saw her do mm -hmm. to make it that way. Okay. And it's the most traditional dish that I love from okay. Bahamian. Okay, now I got to try that. I yeah. never had it. Boiled That's fish and grits. You have to try it. Okay. Look, you put How me you on start the morning off. <laughs> you put me on to something. I definitely got to try okay. it. Okay, so I know that you're in the industry. You mm -hmm. rap. That is, we already know that. That's already a staple, okay? So tell me, was that always something that you wanted to do? Was rapping like your main thing since you were a kid? Was that something you saw yourself doing or when did that come about? Um, no, it wasn't. What um, did you initially want to do? Real estate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was my first passion. It's, it's always been like something I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, that was what I did before I did music. Okay. I started real estate before I did the record. Mm -hmm. And I recently just went back to it, recently just reinstated, got my license over again. Because okay. throughout my whole career through music, I've always purchased real estate. It's something okay. that I just, I have been doing since I was like 21 years old. Okay. So that's a long time. Yeah. Um, I love it. You know, yeah. I just feel like, especially in Miami, I'm from Miami. I live in Miami. Mm -hmm. Real estate is one of the biggest forms of Miami. It's one of those things that where, sure. I mean, back then when I was, I bought my first home at 22 years old for $175,000. Well, we're going to clap. And that, right now in Miami, you mm -hmm. cannot find oh, no. surface. <laughs> No. Luck up on a home that's a hundred and anything dollars. You're right. Especially you're right. where I lived at. So it's one of those things like I felt like, wow, you just never 
realize how the times are going to change and yeah. you know how things just change. So that's just one of the things for me. So my passion is really that. So for me, it's a definitely real estate thing. It's okay. more about business over pleasure for me. Okay. So from your transition from real estate, when did you want to become a rapper? <laughs> um, it kind of happened fast. Okay. I did real estate first. I was like just working at a real estate place, which is called... Um, uh, uh, this real estate company I worked for, um, Homeland Realty, um, ERA. Mm -hmm. It was a great place. It was good. It was like my first starting kit, but I was new. I had just got my license. I was working as like a, I guess, not an intern, but more like an assistant secretary kind yeah. of for the company. Mm -hmm. And because I didn't have any practice on the field, I had to work in office. Okay. And um, in office, you know, you get to kind of like meet everybody. You, you kind right. of learn the ropes of what's happening on the field. For sure. And this particular one day, I had got this um, this call that I was able to like show a house mm -hmm. because the person that I was under was already booked and, and not available. Mm -hmm. And I was able to show this house. I was so excited. I was like, yes, this is my house. <laughs> so I got to show this house, and that was my first big gig, like in you know, like entering it, and it kind of set the tone for me. Okay. It, it set the tone for me to like to really manifest and say, okay, God, I'm going to sell this house. I'm going to have my first space. I'm going to be in control. I'm the person that's in charge of it. Mm -hmm. And it, it was just a different, it was a different tone for me, like how I started. Because I, I didn't have the luxury or the access to like go out and show homes. I was new. I didn't know what's happening, you right. know. And just doing that, it was like, hmm, I wouldn't show this home. A couple, it was a family, it was a, a, a woman, a white, a husband, and mm -hmm. I think he had like a kid or two. Okay. And they were very interested, and then I got a call, and it was like, I want you to do something for me, it was music. Mm -hmm. I didn't take music to be like a changeover from what my career was, because real estate was the thing I wanted to do. Okay. It was just like, oh, okay, this is my friend, this is Trick, let me see, mm -hmm. come to the studio, okay. Yeah. Well, you want to talk, you hear my voice, a laugh, I don't know, mm -hmm. it's yeah. new, so it was one of those things, and... When I went there, it was like life changing. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's interesting because <laughs> you know you started off with real estate and then you're like, okay, one day I'm just a no. It, it's the most bizarre transition. <laughs> yeah. Because this Different. is my friend. I know for me, because for Trick, he loved music. He yeah. always wanted to do music. Mm -hmm. I love music because I was around a lot of people that invested in music, did concerts mm -hmm. in Miami. It was a big thing, but. It was not a thing that I said, mm, this is a place for me to do music. It wasn't, because yeah. we in Miami, we didn't have like a huge rap scene. It wasn't like, let's do music, let's, uh -huh. it, we didn't have that. We had like one consistent person that was doing music, which was Luke, and it was a record label, and it was explicit. I was young. You don't even, your mindset doesn't even process that at the right. time. So, you know, it, that wasn't a thing, you know what I'm saying? So for yeah. me, for the transition, it was quick. Right. It's like I'm doing real estate. This is a career. I love this. I'm gonna be selling million dollar homes to people. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden, boom, there's a call. Come to the studio, do a record. So it was a kind of fast thing, you know. That's actually pretty dope. I never heard of that. <laughs> that's yeah, that's interesting. That's different. So when you transitioned from mm -hmm. real estate to becoming a rapper, how did family interact with that? Did they support your transition? How um, how did family? that go? Um, yeah, because it was this thing that, uh, um, wait, because first of all, it happened extremely fast. Yeah. So when I say fast, meaning like I did the record for Trick, mm 
Mm-hmm. We all know trick. This is my whole, everybody knows trick. My friends, my family, everybody. Yeah. And we didn't look at it as like, okay, back then and today is a total different outlook of it. Exactly. If it was now, it was like, oh my gosh, it's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Back then, it's like, this is my friend. He's a guy. He's a rapper. It's cool. Yeah. You know, go to the studio, do a record. It's, it's not as exaggerated as now because we have social media and internet. Right. Um... And my family, we it wasn't really celebrated like that, okay. you know? Um, it was more like disbelief than mm-hmm. belief, for real. And not just, when I, not my family personally, like, but just when I say family, like family, friends, everybody. I call friends, those are close to me, that's family to me. Right. And we just all was like, this is something, okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not just like, you yeah. are a, a, a heart surgeon. It's okay. like somebody called you to do a favor. Yeah. And then I go and I do it. And then it's still a thing to where Miami is not at the time. This is like we're talking about 1998. Right. It's not the most celebrated place of music. Right. And the music that is like at the top of the genre, it's Luke. And it's like... Booty music is is yeah. that like bass? It's you know, it's way too grown for me. Mm-hmm. So doing it, it wasn't one of those things. Oh my gosh, she's doing it. It wasn't that. Mm-hmm. It was it was more of a like mm, we'll see. We yeah, don't know. We'll, we'll see. like let's see what happens. It's, mm, it wasn't like a big thing, you okay. know. How we make everything. It wasn't that, you know. Yeah, People that were true. close to me was a little bit more believable, but everybody yeah. else, it wasn't. It honestly wasn't that. That makes sense. It makes sense. It wasn't now. that. Since you were talking about the differences in the 90s versus now, so how do you feel the industry changed from the 90s versus how the industry totally. is now? Totally. Yeah. I mean, because we didn't have so much internet access. We didn't have, I knew about the internet, but I wasn't like the biggest internet yeah. person either. And I mean, now because we have apps and so much different access to so much different stuff and bloggers and this and that, we didn't, we wasn't exposed to that. Right. And, Honestly, I didn't know about it. I didn't care. Yeah. So if if when this record came out in 1998 and you were one of the girls that was like, oh, what is this? This is, I, yeah. I wouldn't know because I didn't have internet. I'm not That's looking true. at this. Yeah. Had it been today, I would see that. Yeah. But back then it was like, there's millions of girls that are saying, man, this is a record, mm-hmm. a verse of a record that I did in the studio with like four of my friends. And it was just like fun, fierce, raunchy, and this is what I feel like saying. Right. And at that time, it was more, oh, she's with shits. Yeah. And now we're in a world of where everybody is doing that plus 10. It's a different you, kind of dynamic, you, you, you know? something there, yes. And it, it's just a different, it feels different, you know, it just feels yeah. different to me. Yeah, about the social media, like, I ain't gonna lie. So my <laughs> uncle, I think my uncle was, like, the biggest fan of you. When I first went to his uh-huh. house, I see this big old picture. Like, we don't have pictures no more. Nobody take pictures. Nobody had no. pictures, but I went to his house and literally saw you on his oh wall, like, in this big old picture. I'm like, this man really loves you. Uh-huh. He has in his house. But, yeah, you definitely, it's different. I mean, for me, because yeah. like, I went to the studio, like, like, Trick was somebody that was my friend. Like, he's the person mm-hmm. I knew I grew up with, and he went to prison, and he was passionate about music. Yeah. It didn't matter that much to me at the time. Mm-hmm. And then 
he would always send songs and this and whatever. And yeah. when he came out, and he became like in the industry, like in his, you know, starting his career. Mm-hmm. I watched his first album. I came. I supported. And I just, I just wasn't as affected by it because I'm from Miami. He's from Miami, and our yeah. music stream wasn't as huge at the time. It was right. just Luke. But don't forget, Luke is a person that went to battle for us so we could be able to talk the shit that we talk. That's true. So you understand right. that growing up as a person in the Miami. Mm-hmm. And then for him, it was like, mm, okay, it's cool. It's trick. It's streets. I'm not really interested in like shoot them up, bang, bang, guns, violence. The thug. Yeah. I'm not into that. Right. It's cool. I, I hear it, but it's not my thing. Right. And then it was the let's do this record. And then it was mm. raunchy. It was like, it wasn't even that. It was like, I'm going to call you. I want you to do something for me. And yeah. I heard what you were saying. And I was like, whoa, what the are you talking about? <laughs> so I got to come yeah. up and create this tone to right. match this. And I did. Yeah, And it sure. kind of took over the world. Right. So it was a different startup plan for me. Yeah. And I always look at it like that. You know, it was nothing that was put together, forced, or made up. It was, this is the real authentic way of you're talking your talk. Now mm-hmm. let me speak mine. Right. And that's how everybody gravitated to it. And let me ask you this, too. So I know you said there was a transition from uh, real estate to rapping, and then it kind of just <laughs> blew up. Would you have changed that introduction to rapping? No. no. That's good. I yeah. feel like um, because the time I did start a real estate was like at the, it was at the most, Pivotal time, I feel, for me, like, just being young. Because I was, realistically, I was, like, 18, 19, or something, or maybe 20. I don't remember, but yeah. in that phase. And it was one of those phases of when you're, like, out of high school, and you're, for me, it was my mom. People have mm-hmm. parents, it's like, are you going to college, or what is it going to be your career? What right. are you going to do? Are you going to work at this job? Are you going to be a doctor? I don't right. want to be a doctor. I don't want to be a hot surgeon. Right. I don't want to like do some of these things that jobs require so exactly what do you want my mom always would say what do you want to do like yeah let's figure it out because now is the time yeah once high school hits and you're graduating and you know. barely skated through that mm-hmm. let's figure it out yeah and do not waste my money for college if you don't want to do college right because college right. requires a certain amount of things and i i just didn't feel like i felt like i mean at that time for me college was more like do you want to be a doctor? Do you want to be a lawyer? Do you want to be an attorney? Do you want to be... Okay. It was so serious. Like, yeah. growing up for where I grew up, it was a serious... Either you made it or you're going to be something that's super great. Yeah. I did not want to do those things. So what do I do in the midst of it? And it was real estate because I just loved, like... Like, my friends and me sometimes would take the trips and we'll go to Palm Beach, which was like... Like, with Donald Trump, like, has this whole Mar-a-Lago thing and... That was aspiring to us right. growing up because it's like, wow, who lives in these big houses? How do they, right. what do they do for a living? Mm-hmm. How do you, um, how do you manifest to pay for such a house that's so big? Are you a doctor? Are you a heart surgeon? Mm-hmm. Do, like, what does your wife do? Like, do you have kids? Like, it was one of those things. So for me, I always just said, hmm, I'm going to just sell houses to the rich people. Yeah. And that was how I kind of for, foresee that. Mm-hmm. But how do you make that a realist, like right. a, real, a realistic part of your life, you know? Um, Real estate was that thing. But, Mm. um, yeah, it's a serious thing. Real estate, for those that want to do real estate, it's a great thing to do. It's not an easy thing to do. It's extremely focused. And Mm. I I was, like, at a space where I felt like 
I am greater than I think I am. Exactly. Yeah. And I want to just make money. Yeah. I do not want to be sitting around slaving for somebody working for minimum wage. Mm -hmm. I never saw that growing up. My family always had money. They had their own kind of money. So what is my own kind of money? You know, right. my mom have money, but I can ask her for money for how long? Right. How do I? So real estate was it? I want to see myself. In, I'm, I live in Miami. There's mm -hmm. South Beach. There's the. There, it's like the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Exactly. You want to sell the homes. It's on Star Island, Hibiscus Island. Like these are. This is what you want to do. And how do you do that? Mm -hmm. So I put myself in that element to do that. And. When I decided to do real estate, it was one of those things. That's the only thing I thought about. Yeah. And I went in with a plan and emotion. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going, we didn't have, I didn't, well, we, I, whatever. We didn't have, like, like how we have, so we didn't have cell phones. Right. We had, like, these little pagers. You know, you could, like, beep somebody, <laughs> 911, 143, yeah. whatever you want to say. And at this time, I was like, um, I have to, I have to focus. Mm -hmm. I have to, like put everything that's away that's a distraction mm -hmm. I decided to say I'm gonna do real estate because this is what I want to do I went to school mm -hmm. I crammed it out for one week I passed yeah I, the next week I took my state exam I passed mm -hmm. I was like there's nothing I can't do Thanks. but I was in a I, w I wasn't in the best space I was not like oh I'm just in this happy since I have this family with money I want no yeah like I'm in a great my mom has money my family has money mm -hmm. I live in a great space but it's not my life and what I want to do right. so how do I change that and that's how I changed it I took myself out of the equation mm -hmm. I went into my own little like hibernation yeah. and I just I did that and that took away everything else I was thinking about it's not just my own success it's something I can build on my own it is, that's yeah. how I felt and I did it, and then I got my license, and I got a job, mm -hmm. a regular job, which was this real estate firm called ERA. ERA meant um, um, ERA Homeland Realty. Mm -hmm. So I worked there maybe like not even three weeks. Mm -hmm. And since I was a newcomer, so I was still like at the bottom of the totem pole. Right. So every job would come through, houses would come through. I would sit down, I was like, hmm, you know, this, you yeah. know. So one day, this girl, she had like these clients that was up buying this house um, for a lot of the Riviera Beach, whatever. And it was like, yes, this is big. Like, yeah. have you ever like, like you know, like try to un like see the house on here? Be like, oh wow. And so I was like, okay. And I wasn't capable of selling a house. Like, I didn't even know mm -hmm. what, but I was so intrigued by her getting this opportunity. I was right. like. Paying attention, and I was able nice. to get assigned to the assignment and mm -hmm. go out with her to show the property, God, like so see the house, yeah. see the people that want to buy. I was, I was like hands on. So mm -hmm. from that experience, it made me feel like I can really do this. I can really, really do this. And then after that, mm -hmm. I got a call with Trick, and it was like, we're gonna do. I want you to do a song. It was music, and that's how that's it just changed. Now I know you mentioned entrepreneurship. So entrepreneurship is way big now. Like everybody, it seems like everybody wants to be an entrepreneur because of social media, it pushes it. Mm -hmm. So do you think that entrepreneurship was as heavy back then as it is now? No, no. Yeah. I feel like now it's like OD. Yeah. But I feel like it's a great place to be OD because it is an awaken it's an awakening to people that um, are gifted and talented mm -hmm. that can push themselves beyond the limits of doing things that they want to do and can do, mm -hmm. but probably wouldn't know they can do because they're stuck in this little space yeah. of like figuring it out. 
I either have to work a nine to five, get a job, or find somebody to help me out, and that's not the realistic of the world. Yeah. I feel like it just has expanded a opening for us to like figure out we can, if you have to work a job, fine. Mm-hmm. If you have to open a business, fine. How can we manifest it all together? Right. Because just because you open a business, how can you finance this business? How exactly. do you have money? Yeah. So if I have my nine to five or whatever my job is, I can work here, yeah. invest in my business, and I can grow. I'm not leaving my job, but I'm still building something else aside of my job. Right. So I feel like it has, it has opened us up to that, but we have to be accountable to want to do that. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, we have that It's there. Job. It's present in our form. But if you're not willing to put in the work, yeah. it's just there. It's not happening. That's true. So you didn't start with social media. No. <laughs> so how do you feel about social media I now? Because it's like, everywhere. <laughs> it's literally everywhere. You know what? It's a gift and a curse to me. Yeah. You know, I started a while back. I just never forget my friend Lala. She she actually logged in and made up my social media accounts because yeah. I would not get on social media. Right. I didn't really understand it. But mm-hmm. I feel like coming from where I come from, the era, um, I come from an era where, like, now, if you're doing a concert or a show, whatever promotion, mm-hmm. we had to, like, physically print the flyer, make the whole yeah. situation. And a lot of legwork. We don't have to do that now. Mm-hmm. It's a different dynamic. So you have to respect that. I just feel like if you're a part of social media, use it to your advantage. Make the best of it. That's use true. it as a tool to help you get into a better space. Um, that could benefit you. If yeah. not, it's just like you're watching everybody else do what they do and they love to progress in their life, and it's not really beneficial to you. Yeah. Okay, well, let's have a transparent moment. So okay. I know that a lot of times that on social media, like, we only show the good, and most people only see the good. Mm-hmm. So they think in the industry, oh, it's like dry cut yeah. cupcakes <laughs> and ice cream and sprinkles, like, oh, money, fame, cool, like, that's all it is. So how is it balancing your personal life versus your industry life? Like, how is that playing a toll on mental health and privacy and all of that in one? Like, how does it affect, basically, your overall mental health? On me, I think, I think for real, for real, yeah. mental health is just a part of what's inside of your mental state, for, for sure. one. Yeah. Nobody can control your mental health no. but you. Yeah. If you allow these outside things to take control of it, then mm-hmm. that's going to be a part of it. Right. I feel like my personal life is personal. Anything that I want to include into you guys in the public, I will do. Right. If I don't want to include it, you will never know. Okay. That's how I control my mental health. Okay. If I want to experience it with you, mm-hmm. I have to be willing to go through all the opinions and yeah. the, whatever you guys got to say. But if I don't want to involve you, you would never know. So so basically, <laughs> so basically what you're saying is everything that's leaked is kind of like, oh, it's not really a What leak. I'm saying is everything that you put out into the universe, yeah. if you put it out there, you have to be expecting for people to have their opinions or yeah. judgmental have it. If me personally with my stuff, if you find out about it, you find out about it. I feel you. Yeah. There's a... Maybe 2.0% chance you're going to hear me talking about it. Yeah. You know why? I don't know you. I don't care what you Thanks. think. Yeah. I don't care for your opinion. Yeah. I don't care to feel like I don't need you to tell me how to deal with mm-hmm. because I don't care like yeah. about that. So I feel like if you're a person that wants to protect your peace and your mental health, right. don't put certain shit out there. Don't yeah. allow everybody to be in your space where they can 
put negative influences into what you have going on. That's because nice. once you step outside of this room, we're all subject to judge. We are. We yeah. all are subject to have our opinion. If I walk out of here right now to that hallway, you can say, hmm, well, her tights was not up that high in that's the show. That's what I'm saying, yeah. But in the show, they were this way, but that's your opinion. Yeah. And you have the right to that, but that's just what it is. So for me, it is what it is. You see what you get. If I don't show you, you're not going to get it. <laughs> I feel you on that. A lot of people aren't as strong-minded, I tell you. Like, but a lot know, of people why is it Well, we out here is a lot of lion and tigers and bears. They're going to eat us alive. It's so much don't out wake here. wake up. Yes. <laughs> we have to. It's so much out here. Okay, so... When you okay, so I know that you rap, mm -hmm. and now you're switching over to radio, correct? I've done radio already. I'm not switching. I wasn't. I don't even know why they keep saying that. They say <laughs> this, so I'm like, stop yeah. saying. I'm not into radio, guys. I okay. done radio. I did the radio show, Trick and Trina Morning Show with Trick. Yeah, Alice, the one and only real woman scholar. <laughs> okay. All right. No, I done radio. Um, I like radio. Yeah. How is I it like different? It. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Mm. Mm. I don't like the mornings. <laughs> I'm not and a morning person. It's not. Okay, here's the thing for me for radio. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be completely 100% transparent about how you feel. Because okay. here's the thing. It's all opinionated. We all have opinions in the room. Me and Trent, yeah. we clash every day. Yeah. I can completely curse and scream at him every day about something mm -hmm. he says. This yeah. is like my brother. He's a guy. He's never going to understand how I feel. Mm -hmm. So when it came to radio, it's monitored. You can only say a certain mm -hmm. amount of stuff. Okay. Um, the radio show was amazing. It was great. It was an experience for us. I mm -hmm. love. I would never deny or take nothing from it. I had the most amazing experience. We yeah. took on a deal for two years, and um, we had this project that was done through our boss, mm -hmm. which was dropped maybe like a month like october the sh our deal was up in november mm -hmm. and um it was one of those things that i don't have no regrets yeah i don't say oh i would have never done it i loved it i had fun i feel like we we kind of got shorthanded with our you know whole able to like produce because we we fully went into the pandemic for yeah. one year. As soon as we started, we had our guests, we had people coming on, we was booming, and then pandemic hit and everything mm -hmm. went dry. Yeah. So for us, it was like kind of like fix and play makeup, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of control. It's a lot of like, you can't be your authentic self. That's right. the only thing I didn't like. But, and being, a, okay, as a as just a, a person that's coming to radio, that's cool. Yeah. But as an artist, it's a different feeling when you when you need to be expressive, when you yeah. have fans and people that want to hear and see you as in your own self when you're mm -hmm. on radio. It, you can't do all that on radio, you know? So a yeah. lot of my peers and fans, they didn't understand. They was like, oh, well, you can't do this. You can't say this. You can't play this. You're not allowed mm -hmm. to play certain people. You're not a... It, you're not, it's Trina. You're not allowed to start playing our yeah. ratchet playlist. We can't do that on radio. Right. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. But to the fans, they feel like that's what comes with the job. It does not. Yeah. It's a strict procedure. It's still a nine to five job. It's still a protocol. And you have to follow the guidelines. It don't really work like that, you know? Yeah. I would never say that. Um, I, I loved it, honestly. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I hate the mornings. I hate the hours. I loved it. I would not say I would never do it again, but yeah. on my a little bit different terms. You know, yeah. it's ran by a corporate foundation. Yeah. And when you don't have no control of that, you are subject to doing exactly that. Okay. And I'm in a world where I like to freelance, do whatever I want to do. So that just kind of like, yeah. So 
So rapping basically brought out your true personality the most. Um, you it's like just like artistic expression, I like okay. to say, not rap. Rap is just a form of just what people like to talk about. But artistic formation is like saying what you truly feel, expressing yourself, mm-hmm. understanding what you want to say, like being your truth. Like for me, I came out in a time, it's 1998, this is Trick, this is yeah. By the time it was 2000, when my real album came out, the baddest bitch, everybody was gratifying to that. And it was yeah. a form of true artistic formation. Mm-hmm. Be your truth, be yourself, be the bitch that you are. Be For bad, sure. be like infiltrated, be fearless, be just be that person. But you yeah. have to understand what you are. You cannot be me. You You're cannot right. be nobody else right. but yourself. Right. And yeah. that's what I brought to it. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a lot of people, they're not as strong. Like, I know a lot of artists now, they are they don't have that same vibe. Yeah. Like, I can tell your vibe is just like, <laughs> look, I know me and my yeah. authentic self is me. Okay. I don't care what anybody else says. But I know it's just, I don't know what all it is, mental health and people are just so fixed on their, well, others' opinions, basically. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just so fixed on others' opinions. But... They can definitely learn something. They can learn something from people who've been in this industry for a long time. Like, you got to stay strong. You got to stay grounded. Be confident in yourself. Don't let other people find confidence in you. Like, you have to find that confidence in yourself. No matter if you're doing great, no matter if you're doing bad, they're still going to That's what they're going to be doing all day, all night. So it's just like you have to stay true to you. If this is what you love doing, stick to it. Don't let nobody take you from that. If you don't like doing it and people like it, so be it. You do what you want to do. You do what makes you happy. You get what I mean? So, yeah. (laughs) With that being said, um, so where do you see yourself in the future? So you went from real estate to rapping. So is there anything like five, ten years from now? What do you see yourself doing or five, see yourself at? Let's just say let's five years from that. No, 10 is far. 10 is far? Yeah. Okay, let's do five. Well, I'm a short-term girl, goals okay. person. Gotcha. I, I go off short-term girls because I like, I'm a Sagittarius and I change. Okay. So in five years, yeah. I'm in the Bahamas Islands. Yeah. My feet is kicked up. Uh-huh. The oceans is very mellow. I can the see that. There. I can see I'm that. I'm vibing. It's a big bomba class fit. You know what I'm <laughs> No, it's just a vibe. Like, for me, I'm yeah. in a place where I can do whatever I want to do. Right. I do. I entertain my fans because I love them. My rock stars, I, they keep me motivated. But yeah. I can just say, drop the mic, and I'm just, like, in a crib, in the islands, just, like, chilling because that's yeah, what I love to do. Yeah. I'm yeah. such a viber. You can't keep me, like, conforming mm. to this earth that we live in. It's right. not my vibe, you know? So that. that's what you'll catch me. If you want to come to the islands, like Nassau, Bahamas, or something, mm. and come see me other than that, like, I don't know how to vibe with you. <laughs> I feel you on that. She said what she said and left it at that. It is what it is. Catch her where her vibe is, okay? Don't catch her nowhere else. Catch her in her comfort space, okay? Comfort space. Don't try it. Don't catch her nowhere else. <laughs> but we're wrapping it up, guys. Thank y'all for watching our halftime show. And Trina, you can shout out your program. Everybody knows your program. Hey, guys, you already know who I am. No needs for introduction. Exactly. We are live in the building. I'm just happy to be here. Make sure you guys tune in. Check us out. Um, and yeah, it's a big vibe. Make sure you guys catch up. Make sure. Make sure y'all check out our YouTube channel, Hashtime Show, and our Instagram handle is at Hashtime Show. So watch everything that's going on in the future. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>